step on up, sit down, twist off that bottle top, or crack open that can. And welcome to Porch Matters. This is Terry Cagle coming to you from my back porch. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. The name of this show is Authentic. On Porch Matters, our saying is this. Big issues or just a friendly conversation. No topic is off limits. We take pride in being able to talk about anything with each other in an open discussion. Open discussion is one of the only ways to learn. Your perspective could be changed. You could change the perspective of others. Friends and family, welcome back to another episode of Porch Matters. I'm glad you're here. It is 1.39 a.m. on a Monday morning. I'm very sorry that this podcast is coming out late. Normally, I try to have it done by 10 or 12 o'clock at the latest on a Sunday. Between family functions and unexpected accidents that have came up over this weekend, I've been pushed for time. It's no excuse, but it is the truth. Between the length of the conversation coming up and the fact that I have to be at work at 6 a.m., this intro is going to be a little bit short. So it will be the last time I get to talk to you before Christmas. I hope everybody has a jolly Merry Christmas. I hope everybody gets to spend time with their loved ones and enjoy the fellowship and the food and the gifts that this season brings. I am very much looking forward to Christmas and our holiday shutdown at work. It's much needed. I need a break and I'll be able to do a little focus on making a little bit more content for the show. So I've got some conversations scheduled for that week. Hopefully everything goes well. I'm not going to publicize what's going on just in case anything has to cancel. But it looks like it's going to be good. On Facebook, there's been a few people that have been interested in Porch Matters t-shirts. Right now, I am not selling Porch Matters t-shirts. But if you are interested in a shirt, send me a message on social media, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And let me know that you're interested in a shirt. The more people that show interest in shirts, the more likely I will be ordering a whole lot more. If the the demand is there, I will make sure that the supply is there. If you're interested in a shirt, reach out to me and let me know. On this episode, this is part one of a two-part conversation that I was able to have with friends of the show JoJo Corley and Justin Hatch. This episode is going to be about college football. So if you're a college football fan, you ought to enjoy this episode. Without further ado, let's get started. JoJo Corley. It's me again. Justin Hatch. What's going on? Sure, I'm glad to have y'all with me tonight. We are back for the Porch Matters what seems to be residency, much like Carrie Underwood and Shania Twain's doing a residency in Las Vegas, Porch Matter seems to be doing a residency here at the house in the studio of one JoJo Corley. Thank you very much for letting us come into your house and into your studio once again, sir. Like I said, anytime, man. I'm, I'm glad to have you. How's your week been? It's been fantastic. I recorded a little bit this week, so I've been a little bit busy, you know, but... 
Other than that, Christmas, like I said last time, it's Christmas time, buddy, and we do it. We do it here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my schedule's looking to get a whole lot busier in the next two or three weeks with family stuff and Stacy's family and everything like that. I got you, but, dude, today was a nightmare. Well, well sir. I've got, I've got my kid's Christmas present, and, you know, Santa Claus – Santa Claus mm-hmm. dresses himself up as a UPS man and a FedEx man this time of year. Oh yeah, and um, one of the one of his uh, presents got delivered today. My daughter walked right in on top of it, and it wasn't like a box, just a plain pasteboard box. Mm-hmm. It had it spread all over it what it was. So <laughs> one of my one of my big big gifts got. Uh, Got got found out today, mm. but you know you live with it. It is what it is. Yep. Justin Hatch, how are you, my friend? Good. Also fixing to get busy with family Christmases. By the way, welcome back to the show. It's been a minute since you've been here. It has. Uh, I wasn't invited back for a while. Oh, don't give me that. <laughs> <laughs> so what? How's life for you? Still working all the time. Uh, getting over having cortisone shot in my knee which is wonderful how'd that work out for you wonderful cortisone feels amazing don't it it does what else uh just work mainly five days a week 10 hours a day still at mercedes still at mercedes still building cars they hadn't fired you yet absolutely not what's wrong with them i thought they were i'm needed oh you're needed needed. is that what it is they can't find anybody to do your job anybody's needed (laughs) if you have a warm body they'll hire you oh you're in the same position i'm in huh (laughs) yeah Uh, that's why i've still got my job yeah they i i guess i'm needed i don't know hey it's good to be needed right well gentlemen we're all three avid college football fans and bowl season is upon us it's one of the best times of the year, at least it is for me. I always look forward to it. What about yourself? Plenty of stuff to watch on TV, man. I mean, it seems like every day they're going to have a have a pretty good game. It's a sad time of year. Football's almost over. True. But look at the way it ends, though. Yeah, Alabama. It's like they saved the best for last. They did. Alabama playing for the championship. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that. That elephant in the room, pun intended. Who was this team, and where have they been all year? It's like you said, the seven best for last, man. I guess. What do you, what do you think? I don't know if it was just they're young, and it took Saban a while to get to get the best out of them. But last Saturday was that was a totally different team. I, I think the newspapers and everybody else jumped on the Georgia bandwagon, and quite frankly, I think it pissed them off. And I think Saban, being the motivator that he is, used that to his advantage and got his team to have a chip on their shoulder because they felt disrespected. Joe, what do you think? Well, you know, I've got a little bit of crow to eat because um, last week when me and you talked about it, you asked me how I felt about it, and I said, you know, on paper, that Georgia should have won. No. But I've got a my bookie account, and I bet ten bucks on the tide. There because, you go. 
Because no matter what I say, my heart always bleeds crimson. That's, that's so, me. I'm, so I ended up winning, you know, 20 bucks out of that. I'm right. I'm roll tide, ride or die till the day I die. But sometimes you've got to call a spade a spade. And on paper, heck, if I would have... If I would have been a betting man putting my money on it, I would have had to go with my heart with the tide. Absolutely. But, hey, I was right there with you. If the team that had showed up to play against Auburn, LSU, and everybody else would have showed up in that dome, they would have got their rear end handed to them. I I think so. But, you know, they they come out in crimson fashion, and, man, they, they, they played a heck of a ball game. I think they did. And I think so. I think Saban said it best in his interview. The rat patient, uh, the rat yeah. poison was yummy this week. It was, you know, that team has been built up and built up much like Georgia, and it it worked exactly the way Saban was talking about against Georgia. All we've heard, Georgia, 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 all year. Yep. And then let's face facts in their schedule. They have yet to be – Joe, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Sometimes whenever you go out there on that football field, that other team just flat out hits you right in the mouth. Yeah, it happens. And then you have to learn – you have to know how to respond to that. It tests your team. It tests your will. It tests everything about you. Right. It's just like with a boxer. If you go out there and you get knocked down on the first round – right. What are you? How are you going to respond? Georgia hadn't been hit in the mouth all year. If you think about it, yeah, I, I agree with that. But I think that Alabama has always had a bad habit of playing up to their opponent. Yes, you know, I agree wholeheartedly. And they did it in the Auburn game, and and I was surprised to see that they that they went above and beyond uh, against Georgia. That that and the fact that this team is really young. If you look at the whole roster and everything as a whole, a yep. lot of youth, a lot of freshmen, a lot of sophomores. And just like you mentioned on the last episode, a lot of injuries this year. A lot. A lot of key injuries. A lot of, a lot of key injuries. But, um, you know, that bodes good news for next year. Absolutely. I think Kirby Smart's got the uh, Jim Harbaugh and Ohio State disease going on. He's snake bit by him. He can't beat him. Can't beat Alabama. Well, let, let's not let's not hope that because Harbaugh did end up beating Ohio State this year. Took a couple of years. <laughs> did you guys watch the Heisman Trophy presentation? I watched bits and pieces of it. I, I wasn't watched, able to see it yet. I watched the entire thing. I watched and, all of it, and it was it was it was good for Alabama, but the entire first bit of it, I would say the first thirty minutes. They roasted those guys. They roasted CJ. They 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 roasted them. Really? You know, yes, they did. You need to go back and watch it. But, like a know, good like a good old Comedy Central roast. It was. It really was. It seemed like everything that the older guys on the stage was saying was talking about CJ Stroud. How many times he got tackled and all that stuff. So I thought it could have been better, but. You know, our guy, our guy came out on top, and I'm and I'm very, very proud yes. of the way that they presented themselves on stage, all of them. The uh, part with Desmond Howard and Aiden Hutchinson, where they were talking about C.J. Stroud getting sacked, was awkward. You could see the it other, was. You could see it was the very other awkward. People I feel just, like that dude 
Yeah. Especially C.J. Stroud. I feel like they was roasting him the whole time. Yeah. It was. But it is what it is, and, you know, I'm, pr- I'm, I'm proud of Bryce Young and the way he presented himself, you know. Absolutely. Did you see the uh, piece at the end where Devontae did the uh, video package for him? Yes. That was fantastic. That was really, really good. Yeah, I actually saw that, but I hadn't yet to see the whole that presentation. That was really, really good. Yeah. But anyways, I wanted How, to throw the Heisman well, in. When was the last? When was the last time you can think of in recent memory that one school has had back to back Heisman Trophy winners? They said it four years ago. Four years ago, Oklahoma with Kyler and Baker. You're right. Okay, they they did say that, but it has you know, it's it's memorable. I mean that it was history making. You know, so that's that's another feather in the cap for Alabama. Bryce is a sophomore this year, right? Yes. Last part, last person to win the Heisman that young was what Johnny Manziel. Uh, you know, you'd have to Google that for me, man. But it sounds right. Yeah. But you'd have to Google it. I don't know. Do you think he actually sticks around through his senior year? Or do you think he's gone after his junior year? He's gone next. He's year. gone. He'll be gone. He'll be the number one overall pick. Him or Will Anderson won. You got to have that money. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, money talks. Yep. And he'll probably already be graduated by then anyway. Yeah, he, he will. And he's very, very smart. Oh, my gosh. His dad inspired me when he was talking last night yeah, on, the, on the thing. that was impressive. He was – everything seemed like it came from the heart from him, the yeah, whole family. Very, very motivational. Very, very motivational. I enjoyed it. I really did. I listened to it. You know, you brought up Devontae talking about that, man. You know, and I'm not – I, it pulled on my heartstrings when he was talking. Yeah, you know because it was re- it was real, just like you said, it was real. It come from their heart, I believe. And they were they were teammates or not teammates? Roommates. Of course, they were teammates. They were roommates last year too. Yeah, it was it was good. Okay. I encourage you to go back and watch it. I will. It was good. Definitely will. Quality TV. Quality. Yeah. Hey, anytime anybody from Alabama does something good, it's quality TV. Can I get a roll tide? Oh roll yeah. Tide. You know, uh, there was a couple of folks. I made a Facebook post saying that uh, Bryce Young was fixing to receive his Heisman Trophy in 20 minutes. You know, it was about 640, uh, 540 or something like that. Mm-hmm. When I posted it. And there was a couple of folks, you know, saying, maybe not. You've got to watch. But, you know, Vegas had him minus 5,000 if you wanted to make a bet on Bryce Young winning it. Really? Everybody else was yep. – Way, way, you'd get way more money if you bet it on anybody else. He, he ended up being the seventh highest total point getter for Heisman history. Yeah. I think he had over 2,000 votes, didn't he? Did you know who num- number three was? Who? Will Anderson. Was he really? Yes. <laughs> yeah, first place votes. Yep. He should have been up there. Oh, he, yeah. yeah. I mean, his not taking anything away from the fellow from Michigan, but. Jesus Christ. Look at the stats. He had the stats. I mean, he had I, the stats in his favor, but I'm glad he wasn't represented in New York because that would have took votes away from Bryce Young. That's true. That's true. Yep. And, you know, it looks good for us, but it also doesn't look good whenever you've got two people from the same team up there at yeah. the same time. I agree. I agree. I mean, that's just I mean, more. That's what, it made it, that's what made it awkward that you had somebody from Michigan and Ohio State represented because you still saw the tension between them two. Yeah. And it's it's like I said a while ago that they was roasting them. It just put a bad atmosphere up there. 
Right. You know, you, you watched it. You yeah. saw you saw the kind of bickering and kind of wanting to put them pit them together. Desmond and, Howard just straight put Ohio State's offensive line under the bus. Yeah, he it did, and, and it was it was and that coming from a Michigan guy really it made was, things it was better awkward. too. It was very awkward. Yeah, you know. But anyways, I mean, it, it is you know, it's it's football talk, it's trash talk all year long. You know, you can do that, it. but it was it was real awkward as a viewer. No. Should they have done that? In y'all's opinion, I don't think so. No, I it, think I think when you get in the spotlight of New York City, and you're you're talking about the best, you know, best college football player, it should be a class act, and I don't think that it was. No. Yeah, I think everything should have been positive, and that was far from it. Well, you're there to you're there to celebrate those three or those four people, right? Right. But um, it was it was a real cool ceremony because it showed them when they was young and growing up, you know. And most of the time they don't do that. They don't, you know. They highlight their college career, and it, it they really celebrated their life. And it was it was it was real good. I enjoyed it. I didn't know that C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young were friends in high school, which they were talking about playing basketball against each other. Really? Yeah. Right. Both of them being you know from Southern Cal. Okay. It was it was. It was neat. Anybody that hasn't watched it, you know, if you're listening to us talking about it now, I encourage you to go back and watch it. It was it was probably it was the best Heisman uh presentation that I've ever seen. I did watch a little uh Division Two playoff this past week. Did y'all watch any of that? I did not. It was uh North Dakota State and East Tennessee State. I think it's North what it was. Dakota State is there every My. year. God, that's a powerhouse of a yeah, school. And the fact that they don't have a they or they haven't been invited into the Big Ten or the Big Twelve right now is shocking to me. I don't know if they'd accept it. Well, I mean, you're moving, you're moving that's, from the that's top way. of your game, and then you go to the bottom of the barrel. I believe. I don't think they'd go to the bottom of the barrel. To be honest with you, I think I think they would do better than Vanderbilt in the SEC. Yeah, but I mean, do you want to be Vanderbilt? It depends on the money. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, guess, I guess from that Vander- aspect of it. Well, in the, that's it's apples and oranges with the Big Ten or the Big Twelve versus the SEC as far as money because every bit of the money that Alabama will will pick up in these playoff games, yeah, it is split evenly between every school Same in the SEC. SEC. Yeah, so it doesn't matter how well you do necessarily. Everybody still gets the same money. Versus with a school like that, you know, in order for them to get the big, like we were talking about earlier with the, uh, what what did you call them? The, uh, you have to remind me. Well, you said something about the smaller schools. Oh, the cupcakes? The cupcakes, yes. I hate to, I hate to even classify North Dakota State in that program as a cupcake. Right. But, I mean, that fits that conversation that we had about the quote cupcakes right their biggest money draw is going to be playing those bigger schools so more money more problems but also more money and better problems as well yeah i think that's true the team that i saw last night if you ask me could compete on that level at the very least, go to like the American Athletic Conference or something. I think they need to step up. They they would compete in the American Athletic. Yeah, I, I think they would compete solidly. At least the team that I saw last night. 
it's a hard conversation for me to have because I'd have to see them. I'd have to see them do that. Yeah. I'd have to see them be the cupcake in a, in, in, in a, you know, a quality team. Right. I'd need to see them play. I'd need to see them play Kentucky. I'd need to see them play North Carolina. I'd they, need to see them play think, an average. I think that, honest to God, I just just from what I saw last night, I don't know about Kentucky this year because Kentucky this year looked pretty doggone yeah, good. Yeah, they did. They did. They did fair. Um, they beat Iowa two years ago. Yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're kind of like an Appalachian state, except they're more consistent. Right. Okay. And we, we know what Appalachian State did to Michigan a few years ago. Yeah. But you remember back when UCF was dominating and then they moved up, mm-hmm. you know, and they kind of fell a little bit to the wayside. Um, I'm afraid that you, you, you take a team like uh, the Bisons. Ain't that what they call themselves? Bisons. Yeah. No, they call themselves the Bisons. Bisons. They, Excuse they, me. Excuse they, me. Yes, I'll stand corrected. They will correct you. Big time, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I don't even know where I was going with that. But I know that if you, if you, they're dominating right now. If you moved them up, and if they did start losing, I'm afraid that they would lose their appeal, kind of like UCF has. And Boise, but, you know, I'd like to be, I'd like to be proven wrong because I'd too. like to see, I'd like to see some of those smaller schools. I think I know what you're getting at, though. It's easy for them to get up for one game against a big school, yeah, one time a year, as opposed to having that every week. In and week. Out. Yeah. Well, weekend and week or year in and year out they're always in the division two playoffs. Definitely. And they're usually a favorite. Right. Every year they are in that yeah. division. Therein lies the problem. Do you want to stay there and do that or risk being Vanderbilt? That's what I was saying about yeah. the yeah. that's a hard conversation for me to have. Well but I, I could be proven wrong. I'd like to. Well we're we're looking at that same situation right now with UAB. UAB has come off the last two years looking strong in Conference USA, but they're fixing to move up. How do you think UAB is going to fare in the American Athletic Conference? I'm proud of them. I'm very proud of them. I really am proud of them. But they can be very good, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. That that first-year jitter, that first-year sort of breaking the glass, breaking the cherry, whatever you want to call it, it's – you know, time, it's one of those things that time will tell. Right. But I, I will root for them. I hope that they do well. I think the first couple of years is going to be a, an adjustment phase. But since they're moving up into a bigger conference, I believe that has the possibility to hurt Alabama and Auburn, especially in the future, as far as recruits. I think that's one of the main reasons why you've seen teams like UAB, Troy, North North Alabama, Jacksonville State, stay smaller than what they were because I know whenever I was going through trying to go through the whole recruitment process, going to UAB or going to Jacksonville State or wherever would hurt Alabama or Auburn on their recruits. It's more of a competition. Does that make sense? It makes sense, but I just don't think I agree with it. Well, not right now. I mean, you take – yeah, yeah, not right now. Not right now. But you take an Alabama – Alabama has pick of the litter. I think that they honestly have a pick of the litter. In this state, yes. Yes. And Auburn has a pick of the litter sort of, you know, in this area. Like, you know, Mississippi, Tennessee, Louisiana, you know, 
Alabama, Florida. Yeah. They have they have a good recruitment in that area. But you you take a you take a team like Alabama, they can get star quarterbacks from California. Yeah. yeah. You know, I just right. don't think that Alabama I mean right now. Be, right, right, right. Right now. At one point in time, Alabama's biggest recruiting hot hotbeds and everything was um Texas. Texas is strong. Uh Louisiana. You know, those those two places are arguably some of the biggest hotbeds there is. Yeah. You got Florida, Ohio, Texas, California, and Louisiana. Those are pretty much your biggest hotbeds for yeah. recruits. But Maryland, I mean, um, Maryland's really coming up with high coming up recruits. now. Yes, historically though, yeah, your biggest ones was the ones that I named off. Oh yeah, exactly. Especially and, Texas. Yeah, they are rich. Yes, with good high school football players. Yes. Uh, Alabama has been used to be known for getting a lot of their recruits and everything from from Memphis. Yeah, Memphis used to be a really big recruiting hotbed for us. Now that the University of Memphis has come up bigger than what it is, that has dwindled. Going back, that's, that's going kind back of what I was be, getting at. I think their their coaching is set up right to succeed. I hope he sticks around. Bill Clark, I really is a do. Jim, I believe. Yeah, I hope he sticks around. What do y'all think about Rich Rodriguez going to Jacksonville State? Did y'all know about that? Yeah. I did. I did. Um, I didn't see that one coming. I I, I think that <laughs> that he would help that program though. Yeah, because he is a high profile coach. I know that he's not got the best history. Yeah, but he is he is a quality coach. He's got the name value too. Exactly. He's, he's got name value. He is a quality coach. But let's face facts. Jacksonville State is used to a coach coming in and sticking around for a while. Yeah. I don't see him sticking around. I could be wrong. I hope I am. I see him taking that job, getting some success, getting his name, building his name brand back up, and then whenever a bigger school comes with the opening, possibly in a year or two, gone. Could be, but... He's had so many stepping stone schools in the past. Yeah. I don't know. And he's getting a little older in age. I figure he's looking somewhere, looking for somewhere to settle in. And you know, that's that's me looking on the bright side. Yeah. You know. I hope so. Because like I said, that that is a good program. And, you know, that's actually where I signed to go play ball. So I'm kind of fond of the place. Right. But – you know, I I really I really wish him the best of luck, and I hope that program succeeds because it's a very successful program. What do you think about Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame and going to LSU? I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> I didn't either, and I sure didn't see him getting down there for two days and all, having a southern accent. Getting a southern accent. Uh, uh, that is that is fake as a three dollar bill. Oh buddy. lord. That, I, I think that actually topped Nicholas Cage's bad southern accent from Con Air. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to last. You don't think so? No. They're going to get butchered. He's a terrible coach. It I all can't. depends on if he can build that program because right no. now they're, they're, at a, they're at a low point. And if he can build it, he may stick around for three or four years. But I don't see him, I don't see him graduating a class. No. I don't. I don't think LSU's at near of a low point as far as talent wise goes. As far, I think their biggest problem is the off the field issues. Yeah, and I, I foresee that program possibly going on probation before it's all said and done with all of those allegations and everything. 
Darius guys. <clears throat> um, yeah, we'll we'll leave it at that. But what do you think about a uh, Lincoln Riley running? That one caught me off guard too. I, I figured he was going to be like Bob Stoops. I figured he was going to be another twenty year and done. I thought he was set up. Why? Why would you leave Oklahoma? Other than the fact that they're wanting to join the SEC. I don't know. Maybe did he's pr- scared. I don't know. Did the pressure get to him? Because I mean, from everything, all the interviews and everything that I've heard about about Oklahoma, if you lose one or two games up there, <laughs> you're you've had a terrible season. Kind of like the nature of the beast down here now, right? Where you know, if we lose one game, it's Armageddon, right? Good, bad, or indifferent. If you look at it, USC is full of tradition. They are the big dog in the Pac-12 historically anyway if you look at Heisman Trophy winners that have come in and out of there that that tradition is huge I don't know what do y'all think about that I think he left because they're coming to the SEC he didn't want to deal with it I can't argue with that he can go out there and be a big fish in a little pond yeah come to the SEC he's gonna be a just a regular fish what do you think Joe I don't know man I, I mean you know my heart tells me you got to follow the money. Maybe maybe Oklahoma didn't want to get the money right, I, or USC offered more. I really don't know. have no idea. Well, there's another rumor that I've read that uh, Oregon's actually looking at Chip Kelly again. No, they hired theirs. They hired da- uh, Dan Lanning from Georgia. They did? He's gone. He was the OC, right? DC. DC? He's their defense coordinator. That just don't even sound right. Oregon's more of an offensive machine. Why they in the went, world would they go for a defensive they coordinator? They defensive. Wow. I, I don't know how to respond to that. Oregon's style has always thrown me for a loop. It reminds me of video games. Yeah. They, whereas I'm an old school traditional guy. I'm a three yards in a cloud of dust kind of guy. Right. I wish they'd bring the wishbone back, Joe. I really do. Well, become a Georgia Tech fan. I have watched watched some Georgia Tech film, you know, but I miss being an offensive lineman, you know, growing up. Pass blocking's fun to a degree, but, you know, I would rather just drop my shoulder and give somebody a pancake. Right. I'm going to be honest with you with the state of kids these days. They don't have the attitude for three yards in a cloud of dust. That's another show for a different time, my friend. But I think you're right. That and the, just the mindset of of football these days. Everything's got to be faster paced. Whereas where we grew up, it was all about clock management. You know, that offense might be high-powered, but they can't hurt you as long as they're not on the field. Right, that's true. You know, and as long as they're not on the field, that means my defense is resting up. Everybody always went crazy. How are you going to stop these these high-tempo offenses? Go old school. Stay on the field. Stay on the field. A huddle. Do you think these kids know how to huddle these days? I don't know. No, I mean, <laughs> every one of them's got a wristband. Right. <laughs> you know, looking at the coaches. Those big poster boards over on the side. with Donald Duck, the Titanic, and an apple. For that matter, most quarterbacks don't even know how to take a snap under center anymore. That's true. Yeah. Even It even came into the Army-Navy game Saturday, or yesterday. What was that? They threw the ball a lot more than what you're used to. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was like 10 passes. Wow. Yeah. 
But it turned out the same. It was relatively low scoring. Yeah. Very. What, 17-13? That's a good ball game. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if that was the final score. I want to say that <clears throat> that uh, Navy ended up scoring again. That's always one of my favorite games of the year to watch. Being a patriotic fella, and it gives them it gives those guys a chance to have have a spotlight. You know what I'm saying? Just all the pageantry yeah. of it. Yes, I've always been told that if there was one game to go see on your bucket list, I've always was, heard that too. That was one of yeah. them to go see. It's just too cold for me. <laughs> I don't care. They better play that game in August if they want me to show up. Right. But uh, you know, it, it it is. It's it's the pageantry of it all that that I find you know real appealing to it i only caught you know the from the third quarter on i didn't get to watch the opening you know ceremony and all that and that's what's real cool to watch i think yeah the bowl schedule for this year is looking pretty interesting guys first game is going to be december 17th we got middle tennessee state playing toledo in the bahama bowl the matchup predictor here on espn.com has got Toledo picked at 66% and 34% for Middle Tennessee State. The money line, Middle Tennessee State at plus 300 and Toledo at minus 380. Mm. Well, I'm going to change my pick. <laughs> what, Justin, how how do you think that game's going to go? Uh, I think Toledo will win. I've got no faith in Middle Tennessee. And Toledo is sitting at... Seven and five, and Middle Tennessee State is sitting at six and six. Jojo, uh, I love a good underdog. I'm gonna go with Middle Tennessee. Just where I have a vote. I heard that. I I don't know that much about Toledo. I hadn't really been following them, but I know Middle Tennessee State has had a decent season this year. Not that great. Um, I think I think. Just based off of the stats and everything on paper, though, I would probably have to go with Toledo. But if I was going to go gut, I'd, I'd have to go Middle Tennessee State. Can't can't pick both of them, Terry. I can't pick both of them? Nope. All right. If I hold the gun to my head, I'm going Toledo. All right. Let's see. Next up, Northern Illinois versus Coastal Carolina. And they are playing in the Tail Greeter Cure Bowl. Matchup predictor has got Coastal Carolina as the favorite at 78.1% versus 21.9% for Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois is coming in at a 9 and 4 record where Coastal Carolina is coming in at 10 and 2. The money line is Northern Illinois at plus 310 with Coastal Carolina at minus 400. I started with him first on that one. I'm going to start with you, Jojo. I'm gonna go with Coastal Carolina. I mean, they I ain't watched not one of their ball games, but you know, on paper and in the money line, Vegas rarely misses. Okay. What about you, Mr. Hotch? I'm going with the Chanticleers. The Chanticleers. Is I'm, that their mascot? It is. Yeah. It's, a, it's a rooster. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I'm also going with Coastal Carolina as well. Unanimous. It is unanimous on that one. This one's probably going to be split. We are looking at Western Kentucky versus Appalachian State in the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. This one's a whole lot more closer to 50-50, fellas. We've got Appalachian State coming in at 60% on the match on the matchup predictor 
Western Kentucky is coming in at 40%. Western Kentucky is coming in with an 8-5 and five record. Appalachian State is coming in at 10-3. and three. On the money line, Western Kentucky is plus 130 with Appalachian State coming in at minus 150. On paper, these teams match up pretty close. Western Kentucky's coming in with a whole lot more yards as far as total yards on the average than what Appalachian State is. Justin, what do you think? If Western Kentucky comes in throwing the ball like they can, they'll win. But I believe App State will win. JoJo. I did, I did watch Appalachian State play a ball game this year. And, um, I mean, you know, it wasn't terrible to watch. It kept my interest for, you know, the first half. And, and I, I mean, I, I remember watching the game. So, you know, I liked what I saw on Appalachian State. I think I'm also going to go with Appalachian State as well. You know, I hadn't been able to sit and watch a full game with them. But from what I've seen of them, I really like that team. Western Kentucky does have a gunslinger, though. Oh, yeah? He's leading the nation in yards. Okay. So they're basically just a pass happy? Yeah. Have they went up against the defense this year? I mean, comparatively, no. But, I mean, they have equal to App State. Okay. Either way, that ought to be a good game to watch, though, right? should be. Next is going to be the Cricket Celebration Bowl. South Carolina State versus Jackson State. I have not watched a lick of either one of these two. Coach Prime. Deion Sanders, Jackson State. Yes, it is. South Carolina State is coming in at 6-5. and five. Jackson State, coached by Coach Prime, as Justin Heights just mentioned, is coming in at a very sharp, very stellar 11-1. and one. There is no money line or anything like that showing on this one, so we're just going to be shooting from the hip. I'm going to go with Coach Prime. I'm going to speak up first on this yeah, one. Yeah, I'll go with Coach Prime, too. I mean, he's an influencer on that team, and, and if he can coach them up to play any ball game, it'll be a bowl game, you know, especially when all eyes are on it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think they're going to boat race uh, South Carolina State. You think so? Yeah. UTEP versus Fresno State in the – Pug Mobile New Mexico Bowl. Your matchup predictor on this one is showing Fresno State at a head at a heavy favorite of eighty point one percent. UTEP's coming in at nineteen point nine. UTEP's coming into this with a seven and five record, where Fresno State is coming in at a respectful nine and three. Pick center on the money line. UTEP's coming in at plus 360 with Fresno State coming in at minus 475. Mr. Hatch, how do you see this game going? Fresno's a respectable team. I believe they're going to handle this one by halftime. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I'm going with the Fresno State Bulldogs as well. What say you, Mr. Corley? I like the Bulldogs too. The UAB Blazers. Coming in at eight and eight and four against the number thirteen ranked BYU at ten and two. Matchup predictor is showing BYU coming in at a sixty one one point six percent, where UAB's coming in at thirty eight point four. The money line is UAB at plus two thirty, BYU's coming in at minus two eighty. JoJo, how do you see that one going? I would love to see UAB come out on top. Same. 
but I just think that BYU has has a little bit more depth than what uh, UAB's got to offer. I agree. Well, so you, Mr. Hatch. Yeah, I'm going BYU too. As much as I'd like to pick UAB, my heart will be with the UAB Blazers. But if I had a gun to my head, I'm going with BYU. I was able to watch UAB play a game this year in Protective Stadium. I think that they're a bunch of fighters and that will actually play to the last second of the fourth quarter, but I think BYU is going to be too much for them to handle. We've got Eastern Michigan coming in at 7-5, and five, going against Liberty at 7-5. and five. Matchup predictor is showing Liberty at 64.5% versus Eastern Michigan coming in at 35.5%. Eastern Michigan money line is plus 270. With Liberty, it's minus 340. Mr. Hatch, how do you see that one going? I am going with Eastern Carolina. All right, Eastern Carolina. Eastern Michigan. Okay. I believe uh, given Liberty's all the talk around them before the season, I don't see them getting up for this. Okay. I think Eastern Michigan will take it. What about you, Mr. Corley? Where's the ball game being played at? It is the Lending Tree Bowl, and I do not see where it is being played at. Well, you've thrown me for a loop. Let me see if I can. I pull didn't it mean. Up. I didn't mean to. It's just no. It's all good. You know, I wanted to know if it was in an open stadium or if it was up north or wherever, because I would give an advantage to Eastern Michigan. If they play anywhere else, I'll pick Liberty. It is being played in Mobile, Alabama. I'm going with Liberty. Okay. I think I'm also going to go with Liberty as well. Now, I'm thinking they're going to be playing down there where South Alabama plays. Lads, people. Right. And the only reason that I say that is because you take those northern teams – Mm-hmm. And they are a cold weather, I mean, a cold weather football team this time of year. Mm-hmm. And when you put them, you know, uh, uh, if it's in a dome or you know, so, uh, like a controlled environment, I just, I just feel like that they, they, they kind of swelter, you know. So that's the only reason we're going Liberty. The Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. How in the world did they get that name? It's 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 beyond me. I I have no idea. My my opinion on Jimmy Kimmel is another podcast for another day, my friend. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I could talk about it. You don't think so? No, you wouldn't be able to be published. <laughs> yeah, that's my feeling too. Utah State coming in at ten and three versus the Oregon State Fighting Beavers at seven and five. You don't know how long I've been waiting to be able to say fighting beavers on a podcast. Matchup predictor. Got Oregon State coming in as the favorite at sixty three or sixty six point three percent versus the Utah State coming in at thirty three point seven. Money line Utah State's plus two thirty, where Oregon State is at minus two eighty. Jojo. I like Oregon State. I I, I do. I'm assuming that that game will be played in California. Don't know. I mean, you ain't even got to look that up. I think but, it's going to be played in the Coliseum. Okay. Well, um, I, 
that don't sway my opinion any. I, I still no, like Oregon State. I lied to you. They're going to be playing at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood at the uh, new stadium where they built for the Rams and the Chargers. Right. I figured it was in L.A. But both teams are coming from, you know. Yeah, they're both there. They're both basically northwestern teams. Mm-hmm. But I, I still I like I like uh, Oregon State. Justin, I'm going with the dog again. I'm picking Utah State. Every single time I've ever been any 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 kind of a pick 'em board, Utah State has always screwed me over. It's that team that, whenever you pick them, they get beat. When you don't pick them, they end up winning. I got a funny feeling they're fixing to screw me over again. I'm going with the Beavers. Next up, we've got the Louisiana Fighting Cajuns against the Thundering Herd of Marshall in the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Louisiana's coming in at twelve and one. Marshall's coming in at seven and five. Gentlemen, on this matchup predictor, this one's the closest one to a 50-50 matchup we've come across so far. As of right now, Louisiana is favored. The matchup predictor's at 58.2% for them, 41.8% for Marshall. Louisiana is coming in at minus 210. Marshall is coming in at plus 175 on the spread. Mr. Hatch, how do you think this one's going to go? Louisiana should win if they can deal with losing Napier. That is a big loss for them. Yeah, I'll I'll pick Louisiana. But what about I like, you, Jojo? I, I like Louisiana, especially. I feel like that they got a home field advantage playing at New Orleans. They'll have a crowd behind them. Mm-hmm. I'll go with Louisiana. Same. I'm also going with Louisiana. The Myrtle Beach Bowl. I think this one's got to be a new one. I've never heard of the Myrtle Beach Bowl. No, me either. It don't give a sponsor. Uh, presented by Tax Act. I think it's been around for a couple of okay. years. Has it? Yeah. We've got Old Dominion coming in at six and six, going up against Tulsa, which is also coming in at six and six. Matchup predictor: Tulsa is showing to be sixty-seven point six percent. Old Dominion's coming in at thirty-two point four. Money line: Old Dominion is plus two sixty. Tulsa is minus three thirty. Jojo, I'll go with Old Old Dominion just to have an underdog vote. All right. All right, what about you? I know nothing about Old Dominion, so I'm going to pick Tulsa. That's me. I know nothing about Old Dominion. I know they're a pretty good truck line. And yeah, if that's what I was going to say. If anybody from Old Dominion's listening and wants to sponsor this show, come on. But I'm going to have to go with Tulsa. Next up is going to be Kent State, our wonderful coach's alma mater, coming in at 7-6, and six, going up against Wyoming. The former head coaching job for one Pat Dye coming in at six and six. Matchup predictor Kent State is coming in at forty point two percent. Wyoming is coming in at fifty nine point eight percent. Money line Kent State is plus one thirty. Wyoming is minus one fifty. Jojo, that's a pretty even matchup. Yes, you know, it, is. it really is. I, I know that they have a plus and a minus there, but I, I like Wyoming. I think I think I think they'll come out on top. I think Wyoming's going to have more of a home field field advantage since it's going to be in in Idaho. I'm yeah. going to have to go with Wyoming as well. I'm going with Wyoming also. 
No crazy cowboys. <laughs> Next up, Tropical Smoothie Cafe Fresco Bowl. Boy, that's a mouthful. That's what I was thinking. Before you ask me, that one is going to be at Toyota Stadium in Frisco, Texas. UTSA, which I'm assuming that's University of Texas at San Antonio. Yeah. Versus San Diego State. UTSA is coming in at 12-1. and San Diego State's coming in ranked number 24 at 11-2. and Matchup predictor has got UTSA at 60.7%. San Diego State's coming in at 39.3. Moneyline, minus 135 for UTSA and plus 115 on San Diego State. Mr. Hatch. I'm going to go with the Aztecs. I believe they're going to be more depth than UTSA's used to. I think that they, uh, they they probably got um, San Antonio, you know, favored to win because of the home field advantage. But um, I, I'm going with San Diego too. Uh, I'm actually going to pull for the underdog on this one. I'm going to go UTSA, just simply for the home field advantage and the underdog aspect of it. Next up, the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Missouri is coming in at six and six versus Army at eight and three. Matchup predictor has Army favored at fifty point nine percent to Mizzou's forty nine point one. Money line is Missouri at plus one fifty to Army's minus one seventy five. Jojo, how do you think this one's going? Well, with SEC man, got to Missouri. That would be Missouri for Jojo. What about you, Mister Hatch? I'm going with America. 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 You're going with Army. I'm going with Army. I want to go SEC, but I'm going to have to go Army as well. America. Mizzou just hasn't shown me anything this year. Next up, the Frisco Football Classic. Apparently Frisco is pretty popular. It says this one's also going to be in Toyota Stadium in Frisco, Texas. How about that? They got two bowls. We got North Texas coming in at six and six, going up against Miami of Ohio at six and six as well. This is a closer fifty fifty matchup. Miami of Ohio is coming in at fifty four point two percent versus North Texas coming in at forty five point eight. Money line. North Texas is at plus one forty. Miami is at minus one sixty. Mr. Hatch. I'm gonna go with the team that beat UTSA. I'm going with North Texas. Very good. What about you, Mr. Corley? I'm going with North Texas, home field advantage. This know, one's going state. This one's going to be a unanimous decision. I am also going with North Texas as well. Here we go. The Battle of Florida. Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. I can't even say that one. We've got UCF coming in at eight and four, going up against the Florida Gators at six and six. Matchup predictor has the Florida Gators at sixty six point eight percent versus Central Florida at thirty three point two. Money line is Central Florida coming in at plus two hundred, with the Florida Gators coming in at minus two forty. I'm going to go ahead and start out right here. I'm thinking there's going to be a Gator chomp down in Florida. What say you, Mr. Corley? 
I imagine it will be, you know, you know, all barring that um, everybody shows up to play. Yes. Nobody foregoes the bowl game, which is becoming very popular. Um, but, yeah, I, li- I like Florida. What about you, Mr. Hatch? I'm I'm not necessarily picking Florida. I'm picking against Gus Malzahn. <laughs> you don't want to see no fist pumps, do you? No. I, I, I still don't understand that hire whatsoever. Yeah, I don't know. But there again, I'm I'm biased. The only thing he does well is the fist pump, if you ask me. Roll Tide. Next up, the Hawaii Bowl. Memphis coming in at 6-6, six and six, going to Hawaii to face the University of Hawaii, coming in at 6-7. and seven. Matchup predictor actually has Hawaii as the favorite at 55.6%. Memphis is coming in at 44.4%. The money line, Memphis is showing to be minus 270. Hawaii is coming in at plus 220. Mr. Hatch. I'm going with Memphis. I like Memphis in this game, you know. Um, Hawaii has a bowl there every year. I don't see no home field advantage for them. Um, they they don't never seem to get up for the game. Um, but I think Memphis, even though that they won't have any um, – have the crowd travel, I think that they'll they'll go down and win. I think Memphis is going to come in and win too. Oh, there again, I, I haven't seen much of Hawaii in a few years. I know they're extremely pass happy. Yeah. I don't know if they've actually went head to head against the defense. And I know Memphis does have one every once in a while. I look at Memphis to win that game. On top of that, they're my favorite Tennessee team. Yeah. I love some Memphis Tigers. Right. I, I can't stand that other team over there on the other side with their gaudy orange. It ain't my color will. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we've got the Tax Act Camellia Bowl. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I probably just butchered it. We got Georgia State coming in at seven and five, going up against Ball State coming in at six and six. Georgia State. Coming in on the matchup predictor at 55.9%. Ball State is coming in at 44.1%. The money line, Georgia State, minus 200. Ball State at plus 170. JoJo. You know, both of those teams, you know, we was talking about cupcakes earlier. Both of those teams every year have an opportunity to play a big school. Yes. And um, so when they when they play each other in those things, it's it's – it's kind of hard to say how they'll fare out, but I, li- I like Georgia. Mr. Hatch? I'm going with your favorite offense. Three yards in a cloud of dust, Georgia. Same here. I'm going with the Georgia State. Next up, the Quick Lane Bowl. We've got Western Michigan coming in at 7-5, and five, going up against Nevada at 8-4. and four. Matchup predictors got Nevada at 58.7%. With Western Michigan coming in at 41.3. Money line, Western Michigan at minus 160. Nevada's coming in at plus 140. Mr. Hatch. I'm going with Nevada. I've got more faith in them than Western Michigan. What about you, Mr. Corley? I like Western Michigan. Uh, I'm just going to go with them because I don't know much about Nevada. I like Western Michigan as well, but Nevada is also one of those teams, much like Utah State, where every time I've picked against them or for them, they have screwed me over. So why not? We're going to try it one more time anyway. 
Military Bowl presented by Paraton. What is a Paraton? Yeah. Me. I don't know. Something, I mean, a heavy fella that jumps out of par- uh, jumps out of airplanes, maybe? <laughs> it's a me or Kegel jumping out of a plane. You're not going to catch me jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. I'm not going to jump out of a perfectly bad airplane. <laughs> well, if it's a bad airplane, I might take my chances. Boston College is limping in at six and six versus an East Carolina team coming in at seven and five. Matchup predictors got Boston College the favorite at fifty six point five percent. Eastern Carolina is at forty three point five. Money line: Boston College is coming in at minus one sixty versus an East Carolina team at plus one forty. JoJo, that seems like a very very evenly matched team. They've done a good job this year. Um, getting the bowls, you know, pretty even. But I, I like Boston College. Mr. Hatch? I like Boston College, too. They're in my top five of favorite colleges. So, I'm going with them. I haven't been able to watch either team this year, but considering Boston College looks like my alma mater and the colors and the uniform scheme, I'm going to have to go with Boston College. And I hate to base it just off of that, but that's all I've got right now. We used to work with somebody that would – Based their picks on yes, we did uniforms, and they used to drive me crazy because they do better than me. Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. We've All got right. number twenty ranked Houston coming in at eleven and two, going up against the Auburn Tigers from the Plains, coming in at six and six this year. Auburn is coming in on the match matchup predictor at a 59.4% favorite against Houston coming in at 40.6 money line Houston is at plus 130 and Auburn is at minus 150 Mr. Hatch I'm not picking the team over than the east <laughs> so you're not going with the barn I'm not going with east Georgia or west Georgia <laughs> all right so who are you picking houston all righty by 14 by 14 wow not only are you throwing out picks you're picking scores too jojo what about you sir i never pick against auburn not because i like them but they always always have lady luck on their side don't, it does not matter who they play. They always get the luck of the draw. They, so they, I'm going to go with Auburn, you know, even though that Houston, you know, got the ranking. But, you know, that don't mean much this time of year. Nope. But um, Auburn, Auburn always finds a way to win. I've got to go with Auburn, too. I agree with you wholeheartedly. It does seem like they've got a horseshoe stuck up their rear end. Yep. So – I have to pick the Auburn Tigers on that one. Next up, the Surf Pro First Responder Bowl. We've got Air Force coming in at nine and three, going up against the Louisville Cardinals coming in at six and six. On the matchup predictor, Louisville is fa- is favored at sixty point nine percent. Air Force is at thirty nine point one. The money line, Air Force is coming in at plus 105 to Louisville's minus 125. Mr. Hatch. I'm going with America again. America. What about you, Mr. Corley? My brother served proudly with Air Force, and uh, I'm going to go with him. All right. I'm, I'm going to go with Air Force on this one as well. 
I think Louisville's having a rebuilding year, and I think Air Force is doing pretty doggone good this year. Next up, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, which is going to be held in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm honestly thinking about trying to find some tickets for that one. And they got them. Mississippi State is coming in at 7-5, and five, going up against the Texas State. I think they're the Red Raiders at 6-6. Six and six. Matchup predictor has Mississippi State the favorite at 68.3%. The Texas Tech's 31.7%. Money line is Mississippi State at minus 340 against Texas Tech at plus 270. JoJo, what do you think about that one? I, as far as the personalities go, Mike Leach is my favorite coach personality that's out there. He's just weird enough to captivate my attention every time that he speaks and i like what he's done at mississippi state um so i'm I'm going with them there's also an underlying story i think mike leach actually came from texas tech too did he yeah yeah he He coached there yeah mr hatch i'm going with mike leach and his candy corn (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm going i guess i'm just going to have to find a cowbell because i'm going with mississippi state the next one is going to be the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. Man, these names are getting long. The sponsors is – I ain't heard of half of these sponsors. I hadn't either. I really hadn't. And it, it, bowls almost come across like they're the uh, participation award, and there's, there's so many of them. I they've, get the money is there, but – They've on. lost their luster yeah. ever since the BCS is uh, – There's 44 of them now. To me, that's too many. Yeah. Way too many. But, you know, there again, who am I? We've got UCLA coming in at 8-4, and four, going up against NC State coming in at 9-3. and three. Matchup predictor has got NC State favored at 58.3%. UCLA is at 41.7%. Money line, UCLA is minus 105 NC State is minus 115. A little bit interesting here. Mr. Hotch? I'm going with the Wolfpack. What about you, Mr. Corley? I'm going with UCLA. I think, you know, NC State's going to be jet-lagged coming all the way across the country, and UCLA have home field advantage. It's very true. I think I'm also going to have to go with the Wolfpack. I, I hadn't seen UCLA play this year. I have seen a little bit of NC State. They struggled a little bit, but they're actually having one of their better seasons this year, if you ask me. Next up, Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Never heard of that one. This one's going to be in Phoenix, Arizona at Chase Field. West Virginia is coming in at 6-6, six and six, going up against the Minnesota Golden Gophers, I do believe, at 8-4. and four. Minnesota on the match predict, matchup predictor is coming in at 61.2% versus West Virginia at 38.8. Money line is West Virginia at plus 150 to Minnesota's minus 175. JoJo, how do you think that one's going? I've always liked watching uh, West Virginia play, but I just don't I, I don't think that they'll overcome, you know, Minnesota. I don't I, I like Minnesota. Okay. What about you, Mr. Hatch? Row the boat. I'm going with P.J. Fleck in Minnesota. (laughs) I, too, am going with Minnesota. 
I'm like you, Joe. I've always liked watching West Virginia play, but I just don't think they're going to stand up to Minnesota. Next up, we've got the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Japanese spice. Is that what that is? That's what wasabi is. Well, it's going to be played in Fenway Park in Boston, Massachusetts. It's one of the worst football locations they can have. The field's terrible. Is that their answer to the the pinstripe bowl being played in Yankee Stadium? Yes. This one's also pretty close to being a 50-50 pick. We've got SMU coming in at 8-4 and four versus Virginia at 6-6. Six and six. Matchup predictor has got Virginia favored by only 53.9%. SMU's coming in at 46.1. Money line is SMU at plus 105 and Virginia at minus 125. Justin Heitch, how do you see that one going? I'm going with SMU. Virginia's not impressed me. Okay, what about you, Mr. Corley? I like an underdog, too. I'll go with SMU. I'm going with SMU as well. I'm I'm very happy. If there's any underdog story in college football right now, it has to be the SMU Mustangs because they're the only team that's ever went against the death penalty and survived. Next up, we've got the New Era Pinstripe Bowl. How about that? We just mentioned it, and it's next. Maryland is coming in at six and six, going against Virginia Tech at six and six. Matchup predictor has Virginia Tech favored at sixty-two point nine percent. Maryland is coming in at 37.1. Money line has Maryland at minus 115. Virginia Tech at minus 105. Justin Heitch, how do you see this one going? I'm going with Virginia Tech. Uh, Maryland's offense has been way too turnover happy. JoJo? I like Maryland's uniforms, the old Terrapins. I, lo- I love it. Yeah. You yeah. know, if you if you've got enough guts – Get out there with that with that uniform and that mascot. <laughs> you know, it, it takes guts to do that, but yeah. Virginia Tech will end up winning the game, I think. Maryland has uh, Talia Tagovailoa on their team. Uh, he's he's almost put up 4,000 yards passing, but, I mean, his touchdown percentage versus his interceptions is almost equal. He, he reminds me a little bit of Brett Favre. He's just going to sling it. Right. Uh I want to go with him, but I've got to go with Virginia Tech. little side note. Have y'all ever seen Virginia Tech's entrance at home? Yes. Um, Look at my arm, JoJo. I'm getting goosebumps. If you've never seen that, pull it up on YouTube and watch it. They come out to enter Sandman by Metallica. Oh, it's not the song, even though I'm a big metalhead and Metallica's my favorite band. That's not it. It's the fact that as soon as that song starts, everybody in the stadium, don't matter if they're a kid or an elderly person, is jumping. Oh my God, JoJo, if you haven't seen it, I'm telling you. I, I Again, goosebumps. It is the best entrance in college football, bar none. And that has always inspired me and also been one of the things that has always aggravated me about the Alabama fan base as well. Because the only thing we know how to do is flip a pom-pom. Oh, we can sing Dixieland Delight. Well, we can sing the heck out of some Dixieland Delight, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's I don't know. That's probably another show for another time. 
That's one of my bucket list games is that. Yes. Jump around it. Yes. Wisconsin. Yeah, when you first said that, I was getting, I, I was thinking, I was like, uh, have I saw that? No, no, that's jump around. Yeah. But yeah. Jump around's awesome, too. Yeah, it is. They I'm say a, that that whole stadium shakes when mm-hmm. they do that. Yeah. That's that, too much for me. That and the Kinnick wave. I'd like to go to Iowa just to see the yes. wave, waving at the kids. That's the special. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah, that's the very hospital special. Up there. Yeah. The Cheez-It Bowl. I like a good cheese. It. They are pretty good, ain't they? Nineteen ranked Clemson at nine and three, going up against the Iowa State Cyclones at seven and five. Matchup predictor has Iowa State at forty eight point two versus Clemson coming in at fifty one point eight. The money line Clemson is at plus one hundred. Iowa State's minus one twenty. Mister Hatch, in my heart, I want Iowa State to win, but. Clemson's going to win. Okay. What about you, JoJo? Clemson hasn't been able to get up for a game, man. I just mm. I, I just think that they've lost their mojo this year. I think I'm, they I'm have going to. with Iowa State. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Iowa State, too. Clemson hadn't really showed me much this year. I think they're in the middle of a very big rebuilding year. Yeah. And I think every – I think he's lost pretty much every assistant coach this year, too, to other jobs. No, I'm not going to take anything away from him. He is a phenomenal coach. Oh, yeah. He uh, is. I, I, I really – Admire Dabo Sweeney, but uh, he's just uh, – I don't think that he's lost focus this year as much as I just don't think he has the tools that he had in the no. past. No, he's in the middle of a rebuilding year. Love Dabo, but I just don't like him in this game. Valero Alamobo. I think I pronounced that right. Right, back, I, in, I, right I, back in Texas, ain't we? We back in Texas. The quack attack of Oregon coming in at number 14 ranked with a 10-3 and three record going up against the – Number 16 ranked Oklahoma Sooners at 10 and 2. OU is favored in the matchup predictor at 70.4% versus Oregon's 29.6. Money line is Oregon at plus 170 to Oklahoma's minus 200. JoJo. I like Oregon in this game. Um, you know, Oklahoma's coach is kind of walking out the door, and I just don't think he's going to get his players up. You know, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard um, to to get them fired up and focused on the game. I believe. Hatch, what about you? I'm going with Oklahoma. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau has already announced he's opting out. He's not playing in the bowl. So, I think there's gonna be more Oregon players announced. I'm gonna go with Oklahoma. Why would they not want to play in the bowl? Are they going? They're wanting to enter the draft. He's projected to be number one overall. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna have to go with OU, even though I think it's gonna be real hard for him to get that get them up. At the same time, it could be right the opposite. They might want to go out a winner, and it's right. hard. And it's really hard for me to go against the Sooners. They're one of my favorite teams yeah. outside yeah, of Alabama. The Duke's Mayo Bowl is next. Do love me some Duke's mayonnaise. I don't eat mayonnaise at all. <laughs> I don't want it. I also do not eat mayonnaise. Lord have mercy, boys. What's wrong with you? <laughs> we don't like mayonnaise. <laughs> North Carolina is coming in at six and six, going up against the South Carolina Gamecocks, also coming in at six and six. That ought to be an interesting ball game, if you ask me personally. Matchup predictor actually has North Carolina the favorite at sixty nine point five. South Carolina is sitting at thirty point five percent. 
Money line, North Carolina is at minus 280. South Carolina is at plus 230. Plus, I do believe uh, South Carolina's coach has accepted a, another, or has at least offered another job as a, half of a defensive coordinator for the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> Throwing that out there. At least that's what I've read. I don't know for it to be true. JoJo, how do you see this game going? I'm picking South Carolina because I think that they've been exposed to better teams throughout the year than what North Carolina's seen. So, you know, it's a toss-up it really between is. these two games. It really is. But I think that uh, South Carolina's got the uh, advantage of seeing, you know, better, tougher ball games than uh, opponents than, than what North Carolina's seen this year. Okay. Mr. Hatch. I'm going with a better quarterback in this matchup. I think that's Sam Howell with North Carolina. Okay. I think that this game has the potential on paper to be one of the better games this bowl season, just simply for the fact of they are almost in-state rivals. There's history there. I'm going to have to go with North Carolina. I hate to go against the SEC, but in this one, I think North Carolina is going to be better than them. But either way, I'm not going to lose anything. Because I think this is actually going to be a pretty close ball game. Be a toss up. Next up, we have the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl. That gaudy orange team over in Knoxville, the Tennessee Volunteers, coming in at seven and five, are going up against the Purdue Boilermakers, coming in at eight and four. As I say, this one. Looks to be more of a more of a fifty fifty toss up than anything else we've seen. Matchup predictor is showing Tennessee at fifty one point six percent. Purdue is coming in at forty eight point four percent as of right now. Money line Tennessee is at minus one eighty to Purdue's plus one fifty five. Justin Heitch. I believe I'm gonna go with Tennessee. I think their offense is gonna be too much for Purdue. Mr. JoJo? It's like you said, it's a toss-up. Uh, them playing there in Nashville, I think Tennessee will have an advantage with the home field and have the crowd. Um, so, yeah, I'll go with Tennessee. As much as I hate hearing Rocky Top, I think Rocky Top's going to be played a lot in Nashville. Just looking off of the stats and everything, they are pretty close, even on total yards. Tennessee's coming in averaging 459 yards to produce 424. It's it's honestly going to be a very close ball game, I think, at least on paper. But y'all know how bowl games work. The games that look like they're going to be good on paper ends up being boring blowouts. Uh, I think Rocky Top's going to get played a lot in Nashville. I'm going to have to go with Tennessee. Next up, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. It's going to be in Georgia. Number 12-ranked Pittsburgh is coming in at 11-2. and two. Coming up against the number ten ranked Michigan State, they came in. They're they're coming in at ten and two. They're also coming in with a quality win against Michigan this year too. Matchup predictor has Pitt picked at sixty two point two percent. Michigan State is coming in at thirty seven point eight. Pittsburgh on the money line is sitting at plus one hundred five to Michigan State's minus one twenty five. Mister Height, how do you see this game going? I think Michigan State's going to be too much for Pitt. Too much power. Pitt's finesse team. JoJo? You know, Pitt had a quarterback, Heisman finalist, and to me he only had one Heisman moment 
and it was that fake slide that they've uh, <laughs> since outlawed. And uh, I do. I've always liked the Spartans. I like to watch Michigan State play. I do too. I like Michigan State. I like Sparty in this game. I think they've got more there than what they've shown this year. They got up for Michigan. I think they'll be able to get up for Pitt. Next up, we have the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. Wisconsin's coming in at eight and four, going up against Arizona State, which is also coming in at eight and four. Matchup predictor has Wisconsin at 61.4%, going up against Arizona State at 38.6. Money line is Wisconsin minus 280. Arizona State is at plus 230. JoJo. I think everybody at that game that's over the age of 21 will be drunk as four in the morning. (laughs) And um, I think that um, Wisconsin, the old Badgers, they got youth on their side, so uh, I, I like them. Mr. Hutch. I was going to say around the exact same thing. How do you go to that bowl and not get distracted as a teenage kid in Las Vegas? Yeah, exactly. I have no idea. That was my point. I didn't. I didn't. I would, you know, lo- I didn't. I would love to be in that situation right. just to be able to tell you how I would yeah. react. I'm going with Wisconsin. I'm also going with the Badgers. Arizona State hadn't really showed me much this year. Next up, we have this one's going to be interesting, boys. I'm just telling you. You don't think so? We've got the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Number 17, Wake Forest, is coming in with a 10 and 3 record, going up against the number 25 ranked Texas A&M. Matchup predictor: Wake Forest is at 43.1 percent. A&M's coming in at 56.9 percent. Money line. Wake Forest is at plus 230, and A&M is at minus 280. Justin Heitch. Texas a and is going to kill him. Wake Forest, no. It's going to be bad. Okay. I agree. I think that um, Texas, Texas A&M, you know, they've got, they've had, like I said earlier, they've been exposed to more than what the old Damon Deacons has seen this year, and I like, I like Texas A&M. I, too, like Texas A&M basically because they were able to beat my beloved Crimson Tide. Right. And I love Jumbo Fisher as a coach. I have said before that if if or when Saban ever retires, I want Jumbo to replace him because I think he's statistically proven to be the best one of his assistants. And I've always been a Fisher fan, even whenever he was the offensive coordinator at LSU. I'm just a fan of Jumbo Fisher. I've never been. Have you not? I've also I, never been. I've I've never been a fan of his because when you're now as a coordinator, phenomenal. I love him. I'm yeah. on board with him as a coordinator. But him as a head coach, he does not discipline. I do not think that he makes his kids accountable, you know, for off the field decisions and stuff. And I've never liked that. I've never I've never had a lot of respect for that. That's a very valid point. I didn't think about that. Next up, really. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. I'm gonna they say I'm going the Frosted Flakes Bowl. I'm going. I'm gonna say this again. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. How does Tony the Tiger fit in with a Sun Bowl? How does Jimmy Kimmel fit in with a bowl? I don't know. Other than the fact that money talks. How do they have a Tony the Tiger Bowl and not have a team with a tiger mascot in it? Why didn't they just call it the Kellogg's Bowl? But anyway. Washington State is coming in at seven and five, going up against the U. 
Miami at seven and five. Miami is a favorite in the matchup predictor at 63.4. Washington State is coming in at 36.6%. Money line, Washington State is at plus 115, and Miami is at minus 135. I'm going to start this one out as I hold up a U. I'm going with Miami. What about you, Mr. Hatch? I'm going with you. Mr. Corley. I'm going to say that... um Miami's Miami's going to win. I mean, I, I don't think Washington State's going to be able – I mean, I think that they're going to melt. I don't think they'll have the endurance. I don't think they will either. Next up, we have the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Central Michigan's coming in at 8-4, and four, going up against Boise State at 7-5. and five. Boise State is a 71.5% pick on the matchup predictor while central michigan's coming in at 28.5 percent money line is central michigan at plus at plus 260 to boise state's minus 330 jojo i like i like central michigan um if it, if, the, if the game would have been played somewhere up north maybe i would have went with boise state but i like uh, as far as the location it being dry climate i like a i like central michigan Mr. Hatch? I'm going to go with Central Michigan also. I think the underdog will win. I'm going with Central Michigan as well. Boise State's just not the darling that they used to be. All right. Now we're getting into the nitty-gritty. College football playoff semifinal at the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. We've got the number four ranked Cincinnati Bearcats at 13-0. and Going up against the number one on the sheet, and number one in my heart, my beloved Alabama Crimson Tide coming in at 12-1. and one. Matchup predictor has Alabama at 71.5%. Cincinnati's coming in at 28.5%. I think that number's off. I think Cincinnati ought to be a whole lot lower than that, and Alabama ought to be a little higher, but I'm biased. Cincinnati is coming in on the money line at plus 400. Alabama is coming in at minus 550. I'm pretty sure I know how this one's going to get picked, but I'm going to ask anyway. Mr. Hatch. I'm going with Alabama. I think they're going to prove what everybody said. Group of five does not belong in playoffs. JoJo? I agree with uh, Alabama. I mean, I'm an Alabama fan. been one all my life. But I would take the under. On this game, like I said, Alabama's notorious. Yes, you know, and and they'll they'll save some. Yes, looking ahead, but I don't <clears> think that them looking ahead will hurt the outcome of the game. But I think it's going to be a lot closer than what people expect. I do not expect a blowout. No, but I do. I do think that they'll win. I think. I think on the field, and we've talked about this before. On the field, it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, it'll be a dominant performance, but I don't. I don't think the scoreboard will show that. Especially, especially if the Alabama team that was that was in Atlanta this past week shows up. Right. If they show up like they did then, second and third string is going to be playing in the fourth quarter. Could very well be. If they don't show up and play, it's going to be a whole lot closer than what people are thinking. Yeah. Um, I think as long as Alabama lines up. Pounds on them to start with. 
get some good get some good drives, run the ball, control the clock, wear them down, go north and south because Cincinnati's built to go east and west. They're built for speed. We're gonna have to go with power game on these guys to wear them down, and then then go over the top with them whenever they put over eight people in the box to stop the run. We should have our running back back by then. So I'm going heavily with Alabama on this game. Oh, so you'd take the over on this? Not on the over. Okay. If I was going to bet points, no. Okay. No. Just as far as head-to-head matchup. I, I would take the over. I think Alabama's going to come out with a point to prove that they don't belong. You think so? I think so. I, I think they're going to be playing second and third stringers to get them some experience. Because that's what Saban does a lot of times, unless he comes out pissed. I but, think the fans have more of a point to prove than the actual team does. Yeah. And the coaching staff. And I think it's I think it's going it's going to be, you know, keep a fair margin of points between them. But I think I think it's going to be a lot closer. I think Will Anderson's going to have a huge game because he is going to have something to prove. With Aiden yeah. Hutchinson going to New York and the kid from Georgia winning the Defensive Player of the Year. I hope he does. I really do. This next game is one that I've had circled since it got announced. <clears throat> Just basically off of story, if nothing else. Um, I told you how I thought the North Carolina-South Carolina game was going to be very interesting. So is this one my opinion. College football playoff semifinal at the Capital One Orange Bowl. You've got number three, Georgia, coming in at 12-1. and one. Going up against the number two ranked Michigan Wolverines sitting at 12 and 1. Matchup predictor has Georgia at 67.6% to Michigan's 32.4. Money line, Georgia is at minus 320. Michigan is at plus 250. JoJo, I'm going to start with you. You may not like this. A lot of folks won't, especially around here. But I expect Michigan to come out on top. I really do. Uh, and I'm not saying this because I think that, you know, Alabama exposed them in any any kind of way, um, you know, in the SEC championship game. But I just think that Michigan's defense will hold them to a very low-scoring game. And I don't think that uh, Georgia's offense will be able to, to, to overcome Michigan. That That's my opinion. It's going to be a def- defensive game. I think so, too. Go ahead, Mr. Hatch. I, th- I think it's going to be a decent defensive game, too, but I think it's going to go Georgia's way. Michigan plays into Georgia's hands. They're not a. They're not going to beat you over the top. Uh, they run the ball. Georgia can defend that. Yeah, they can. You're right. You're right. And, and I do see that aspect of it, too. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think the game's going to be a lot closer than, um, than, I- than a 60% vote of confidence in Georgia. I would definitely take the under on it. I see this game going one of two ways. Uh, Well, as I was talking earlier, Georgia got hit in the mouth. They got hit in the mouth hard. It's the first time they've been hit in the mouth all year. How are they going to respond? We don't know. Are they they just going to be like, well, we got beat and they're still going to be down? Are they going to work? Fix what the fix their problem. Come out pissed. We don't know. Michigan's going to have a chip on their shoulder, thinking, you know, they've got something to prove. 
it 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 all depends on which teams come out of the locker room, if you ask me. Yeah, and you know something else that I want to add. Um, I think everybody is weighing this game. Um, as far as Michigan goes, their their performance against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Now you can't look at that one ball game because the conditions of that ball game played favorably, highly favorably in in Michigan's favor. They 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 practice. They they're exposed to snow and cold weather far more than what Ohio State is. And uh, that game was lopsided from the beginning. And, and Mother Nature was on their side. But, I agree. Uh, but you know, that's something to take into account too. That that one game is not the defining uh, game of of Michigan's. The only the only team really Michigan's played that's been able to outpower them was Michigan State. Yeah, and they run over the top of them. So I think I think it's going to be kind of the same thing to me. I think Georgia's going to outpower them. I'm going to have to go with the Bulldogs in this game. Although it would not hurt my heart one bit if the Wolverines pulled this one out. It wouldn't, man. I, I just think that the country as a whole, and it was different back when the rematch between Alabama and LSU. I'm not talking about the coaches or the team or anything like that. I'm talking about from a fan's aspect. I don't think this year a rematch is what the, what the fans are craving. I don't think so either. Which has nothing to do with the outcome of the ball game. No. I, I'm just thinking that. You know, I, I'm just looking, trying to look into a crystal ball type thing to see what I would see, and and, and I don't see a rematch I for some either. reason. I've got family that lives in Michigan, so I would like to see them get the championship game in Alabama, crush them. I would, I would reasons. too. Yeah, I really would. But if I'm if I'm you put a gun to my head, I'm I've got to go with Georgia. The Outback Bowl. Penn State coming in at seven and five, going up against number twenty-one Arkansas coming in at eight and four. Matchup predictor has Penn State at fifty-eight point five percent. Arkansas is coming in at forty-one point one. Penn State is minus one thirty. Arkansas is plus one ten. Mister Hatch, going with the Razorbacks. They've got my second favorite coach, okay, Sam Pittman. He looks like Hall Soft Bonanza. Yeah, he does. He looks just like him. Yes, he does. But um, you, you know, I I found myself being a fan of them this year, um, from the from the beginning of the season. Yes. Now their end of the season didn't didn't you know look as well as the the first part of the season. But but I found myself hoping that they done well. You know, I wanted them to win every ball game except for Alabama. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think I think they'll come out on top because I'm pulling for them. Yeah. I'm going with Arkansas on this one. I'm going SEC, but I'll be honest with you. I love that Penn State program right now. Yeah. I really do. Uh, I can't remember the name of – I can't remember the coach's name. He came from Vanderbilt. I loved him. Uh, I said while he was there, I think I told Mr. Heights that a time or two, that if he was uh, stuck around at Vanderbilt for about three or four years, Vanderbilt would have been a contender in the East. James Franklin. That's it. Yep. It was on the tip of my tongue. I really I love I love that man as a coach. Yeah. I think he's fantastic. Um I'm not gonna be hurt either way, whoever wins this one. Yeah, he's a he's a good guy. But that's he's the quality type person that uh Penn State needed to hire yes. after the their 
their um, yes darkness was exposed. You know, there yes. they needed somebody. You know, that had had purity about them. Yeah, and uh-huh. uh, I think that they they saw that when they hired him. But he he's done a good job up there. He has he has definitely got Happy Valley hopping again, and I'm very proud to see it. PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. You got number nine ranked Oklahoma State coming in at eleven and two, going up against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish coming in at number five. Matchup predictor: This one's closer than a fi- closer to a fifty-fifty than the others. Notre Dame's coming in at fifty-two point one percent to Oklahoma State's forty-seven point nine. The money line: Oklahoma State is at plus one ten to Notre Dame's minus one thirty. Mr. Heitch, how do you see this one going? I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. Uh, Notre Dame, every big game, it seems like they lose. I just can't. I don't have any faith in them in a big game. JoJo? I hope um, Notre Dame loses the coin toss. (laughs) I hope that um, every aspect of that game, uh, Notre Dame gets beat. I've never been a Notre Dame fan. I like the movie Rudy. But, <laughs> but I hope to see Oklahoma State have their best game of the year and, and come out on top. I think Mike Gundy gets the gets the boys at Oklahoma State ready for this one. I think that the guys at Notre Dame, just like you mentioned, every time they go into a big game, they crumble. They're losing their coach. That's going to make it worse. And I'm much like you. I have pulled for Notre Dame one time in my life. One time. And that was while the USC had their dynasty going. You talking about the Bush push? Yep. And Notre Dame was hyped up to be a, a legend killer that year, and they broke out the green jerseys. That was the only time I have ever pulled for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I, I too, like you, I am a fan of Rudy, but I'm not a fan of that program. Yeah. So, but that being aside, I'm still picking Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State is going to pound the football, personally, and I don't think Notre Dame's going to be able to stand up to it. I hope so. This is an interesting matchup as well. VRBO Citrus Bowl. Okay. Number 15-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes coming in at 10-3, and three, going up against the number 22-ranked Kentucky Wildcats coming in at 9-3. and three. UK is favored at 52.8% on the matchup predictor. The Iowa's 47.2. Money line, Iowa's at plus 125. Kentucky is at minus 145. JoJo. I think that the beginning of the game, Kentucky will come out strong. And uh, second half, Iowa State will come back. I, I really do believe that Iowa State's a, uh, I mean, Iowa, 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 Iowa. I, I knew who it was. I got red and black in my mind. Right. Uh, but I, I was a, uh, I was a good, I was a good quality football team. I believe. Yeah, they are. And I believe that they'll, I believe they'll, um, outlast Kentucky. Okay. Kentucky will strike first. I believe that. What about you? I'm gonna go with Kentucky. <clears throat> I don't. I don't have very much faith in Iowa to be able to get up for big games. I was rooting for Kentucky very hard at the first of the year. That team going up against LSU at home, I honestly thought they were going to take Georgia out if that team would have showed up. 
my heart wants to go with Kentucky, so I'm going to go with Kentucky, even though I was probably going to win the game. Let's see. I guess they got to play it, don't they? They got to play it. Next up, we have the 11th ranked Utah coming in at 10 and 3. I can't remember their mascot's name. Utes. The Utes. The, Utes, the fighting Utes of Utah. Going up against the number sixth rank Ohio State Buckeyes. Coming in at 10 and 2. Matchup predictor has Ohio State at 67.4% to Utah's 32.6. Money line is plus 205 Utah to minus 250 to Ohio State. JoJo. I haven't heard if CJ Stroud has announced that he ain't playing. I don't know. He's playing. He's still a sophomore. Oh, but he is playing? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a toss-up to him between, between – you say that you say that Utah's favored to win. Utah's coming in at thirty-two point six, and Ohio State's coming in at sixty-seven point four. Oh, okay, okay. The money line is Utah at plus two hundred five to Ohio State's minus two fifty. All right then. I just didn't know much about that. Did uh, Ohio State? I picked them. Mister Hatch, I'm going with the Utes for the same reason that Michigan beat them. They've got a good running game. I think they're going to run over the top of them. This one's purely a passion pick for me. If there is one team in the country that I hate more than Notre Dame, it is the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm I'm 100% with you. I'm sorry to any fans of the the Ohio State Buckeyes that may, may or may not be listening to this podcast, but I am not a fan of that program. I respect the tradition. But I just I, I I can't find it in my heart to pull for them. Urban, can, Urban Meyer kind of ruined it for them because of the arrogance. Yes, they carry they carry, during those years. I don't know. I don't know any. I've never been you know up there. I've been to Ohio, but I've I've never been in that atmosphere. But it just seems as a fan spectating, they they do carry an arrogance on yeah. and you know on the field as well. Yeah. And I've never understood why anybody would want to put a necklace of nuts around their neck, but they do it regularly. I I have to pull for Utah on this one, just simply for a passion pick. Ohio, if I was if I was a money man, I would say Ohio State's probably going to beat them, but it hurts my heart to say that. I'm going with Utah. Next up, this game ought to be interesting: the All State Sugar Bowl. Number seven ranked Baylor coming in at eleven and two, going up against the number eight ranked Old Miss Rebels coming in at ten and two. Matchup predictor: This Mississippi is coming in at fifty one point two percent to Baylor's forty eight point eight. This one's possibly the closest thing we've seen to a fifty fifty matchup. Money line showing it too. Baylor's coming in at minus one twenty. Ole Miss is coming in at plus 100. Yeah, that is close. Very close. I'm going to go SEC. I'm going with the Ole Miss Rebels. I'm one of the few people in the country other than maybe Ole Miss's fan base that actually likes Lane Kiffin. I think he's doing really good things down there, and I think that if he's given enough time, because he is one heck of a recruiter, I think he might actually be able to turn that program around and make them rival or at least compete for an SEC West title. I've watched a little bit of Baylor this year. They've got a good offense, pretty decent defense. They were able to beat Oklahoma, I think it was, 
Yeah, they upset. And I think they beat Texas as well. And they won the Big Twelve. So yeah, they beat Oklahoma State too. Um, I'm going to go with the Ole Miss Rebels though, just simply for the fact that it's an SEC school. Yeah. What's that, you, Joe? I, I thought you was fixing to go uh, expound on what I was thinking when you said time. When you said, you know, Jim's yeah. talking about multiple seasons for him. Yes. I think Lane Kiffin will do well with time to prepare for this game. Yes. He's got an extended amount of time, weeks and weeks, you know, to, to prepare for this game. And he's he is very um, football intelligent. Yes, he highly is. Highly football intelligent. <clears throat> so I think that he'll come out with an offense that's that that's pretty good. I, I like I like Ole Miss. Yeah, I'm going with Ole Miss too. I'm like you. I like Glenn Kiffin. I hope he's the next coach at Alabama. Really? I do. I don't no. like him that much now. Sure I do. Not. Nope. All right then. The Tax Act Texas Bowl. LSU coming in at six and six, going up against Kansas State at seven and five. Matchup predictor has LSU picked at 54.8% to Kansas State's 45.2%. Money line is LSU at plus 105 to Kansas State's minus 125. This one's another close one. Mr. Hyatt, what do you think? This is this is a close game for me. Mm-hmm. I, I think more in my heart than in my mind. Because K-State is probably also in my top five favorite programs. I'm going to go with LSU. Okay. Joe, Joe, what do you think? LSU's not had a good year this year <clears throat> at all, but I'm, I mean, it's, it's just like y'all. I'm, I'm, it's a heart pick. Uh, I hope the LSU Tigers come out for an SEC win. Well, I really like Coach O. I really like what he's done right here. I don't really know why he's in all that other stuff that he's got into and where he got thrown out, but I'm going to have to go with the LSU Tigers. I heard that. That's my best Coach O impression. Go, t- go Tigers. That hurt my throat. Kelly, <clears throat> if you're listening to this, that was for you since you love Coach O as much as you do. All right, gentlemen. We've picked the college football playoff. Let's go to each one of you. Who do you think plays in the very last game? Who do you think wins the national championship? Mr. Hatch. Who plays in who's who's playing in the big game? The SEC. Bama. Uga. How do you think it's going to go? 34-27, Bama. Okay. JoJo, who's playing in the big game and who's winning? Mine looks a little different than that. I'm, you know, of course, according to the picks while I go, I've got Alabama playing Michigan in it, and I think Alabama's going to come out on top pretty good. I ain't got no score. Can't tell you that. Yeah. But uh, I think that, you know, Alabama's no stranger to big games. And – um. I think I think that they'll do well. My heart wants to say Alabama, Michigan, just simply for the fact that I I hope that's the way it goes. My gut tells me rematch. it's going to be an SEC rematch, and I don't know how Kirby would do with time to prepare for round two, but I do know how Saban does, and Saban I trust. Alabama Crimson Tide wins your national championship again. I hope that all three of our outcomes are the same. I do too. Yeah, be great. <laughs> yeah. 
Gentlemen, I appreciate you having this college football roundtable with me. I'm looking forward to these games. Other than Alabama, because I know how y'all are. I know y'all are roll tide, ride or die like I am. Other than Alabama playing in any of these games, which ball game are y'all looking forward to the most outside of Alabama? Boy, that's a tough one. It really is because, I, I mean, I like to watch. Let's see. If I had one that I had to tune in on, I don't know. Give me a few more minutes to think about it. Go ahead. Mr. Hatch. If I could only watch one of them, I think I would go with Ole Miss. Baylor, I think it's going to be the most fun game to watch. I think that one's going to be fun as well. Um, I said it earlier. I think that uh, North Carolina versus South Carolina ought to be very interesting to watch. It's one of the ones that I really want to tune into the most. I think Mississippi State and Texas Tech is going to be a barn burner. I really do. I could be wrong. Possibly am. I'm really wanting to tune in to watch Oklahoma go up against Oregon. I'm not a fan of the Oregon Ducks. I'm really not. I, the traditionalist in me don't understand why they have to change uniform schemes every single game. And I'm not wild about the, uh, for lack of a better term, the video game offense that they do. To me, they're all offense and no defense. And that's just a huge clash of styles necessarily that I'm really looking forward to seeing. A&M and Wake Forest looks interesting on paper. Uh, we went over that earlier. I think A&M will beat them, but I think it's going to be a little bit closer than what other people are predicting simply for the fact that Wake Forest has had a pretty decent year this year. Um, Old Miss and Baylor on paper, that one might actually be the game of the, of the bowl season. Yeah. That one and Michigan and Georgia. Oh, yeah. Michigan and Georgia is going to be um, a must watch. No but, God, uh, yeah. Um, you know, outside of the <clears throat> Alabama game, I'm going to say, and it, and it ain't got nothing to do with the quality of teams, but I'm always drawn to a team from Alabama. So I'm going to tune in on all of the teams. I'm going to watch the UAB game. Yes. I'm going to watch the Auburn game. I'm, you know, any, any, anybody that, I mean, I'll even watch the Mobile game. Mm-hmm. You know, that's played there because, you know, I do have an affinity for our state and I, I really like the direction that it's going. Yes. Um, but, you know, those are the games that I'm going to watch. Yeah. You know, and they are my must see. I can check the scores out of the other ones. Yeah. You know, but, um, you know, as far as tuning in, I, I, I like the, I like the teams that represent our state. Another one that I'm going to tune into for sure is going to be Arkansas and Penn State. Yep. Yeah. I like that one. Gentlemen, I appreciate y'all coming in, and hopefully we can do this college football roundtable again. This has been fun. Yeah. It has been I enjoyed fun. it. Big thanks to JoJo Corley and Justin Heitch for coming on to the porch. Find JoJo Corley at A Voice in the South podcast. If you are new to the show and like what you hear, hit that like, subscribe, or follow button and download the episodes in our archives. If this show has been a positive addition to your life, please rate the show and leave a review. won't take you but a minute, and it really would help the show. Find us on social media by typing Porch Matters Podcast into the search bar. Word of mouth is still the best way of sharing. Pick your favorite episode and share it with at least one person this week. There are a lot of people out there that have never heard of a podcast before. I sure would appreciate it. And I'll see you next time right here on Porch Matters.